Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine a year when a TV show known for being satirical drops the satire, goes full silly, and is still somehow good? What year is that, Sandro? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie Butter Goodie, the podcast reviewing movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. And oh boy, do we have an adventure for you today, kids. Oh boy, <laughs> I love adventures. Yay. Oh, I, as always, my name is Sandro and I'm joined by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Some might say you sounded more like Elmo in that opening bit, but no, I'm sticking yeah, with Mickey. Uh... Yeah, look, it's all the same. It's all the same. I like, though, how... Have you noticed this? With Elmo, you can tell it's an adult putting on a high-pitched voice. With Mickey... Yes. It sounds a little sus, a little animalistic. I wonder what the difference is. What? What what does that mean? (laughs) Because Elmo... Yeah. ...is like this. Yeah. Whereas Mickey sounds not human. Right, you're saying you're saying Mickey is a demon. Mickey is a demon. <laughs> yes. El- Elmo is clearly just an adult putting on a voice. Haha, <laughs> everyone's cool. Mickey Mouse is a demon though. Mickey Mouse is a demon. Yeah, I'd, I'd second that. Do you remember that TV show High Five when I had that puppet yeah. thing? Oh hell yeah, I loved High Five as a kid. It's a good show. One, two, three, four. High Five. Oh One, yeah. Two, three, four. High Five. Shout out to High Five. All jokes aside, your name is Zach, and this is what we're going to be doing all episode, is just reminiscing, because we're talking about the movie based off the Disney TV show Recess. Recess School's Out is the name of the movie. Turns out, yeah, I, I've I've definitely seen this show before. 100% I've seen this show before. How about you? I may have watched, like, one or two episodes as a kid, but I do not remember it. Mm. So I hold no nostalgia whatsoever for this dumb, stupid, lame show. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't know. The movie I just watched was pretty good, and I thought I had an idea of what the characters were like. Obviously, it turned the silliness up to 11, but um, I I thought... for the most part, that the characters were like themselves in the movie, but you were saying it was very different? Um, different in terms of the content and the story. So, because I picked this, I watched uh, a couple episodes of the TV show, I just kind of googled best episodes of Recess, and I watched, I think, about four four of them, four ten-minute-long segments. Mm-hmm. And um, the TV show, because it's ten-minute-long segments... It doesn't overstay its welcome at all, which I think the movie does a little bit. And it's also a lot more satirical. There's an entire episode, one of the episodes I watched, in which 
one of the teachers is like, to punish you children, I'm going to draw four lines on the ground, and if you do something naughty, you've got to stay in those four lines. And it's just this weird episode where one of the characters is broken down so much by staying inside this box on the ground (laughs) that they become like a teacher's pet. It's this whole kind of commentary on the prison system Ah. in this kid's show. The, The movie, on the other hand, is just fun and games and silliness yeah. which is fine because well, it's still I, good I thought there was a, still a bit of adult thing there was the bit. whole there was the whole underlying story of the teachers aren't the bad guys mm. it's like hey kids these teachers were kids and grew up and are here to help you they're not entirely your enemy and um, the old uh, evil crone teacher said, curse these bodacious hips of mine. So I feel like <laughs> there's a bit of adult content there. There is a little bit. There is a little bit. It is more of a kid's film, yeah. It is more of a kid's film. But I still thought this was very fun. I enjoyed this mm. a lot. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. As I said, the old crone said, curse these bodacious <laughs> hips of mine. So, I mean, what more could you want from That's a That's always a plus. That's always a plus. Also, once again, what is with the soundtracks in 2001? They're all great. Oh, my God. They're bop. That ends tune. Green tambourine. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting that. That was very weird and trippy, but it was cool. I mean, look, we're saying how this doesn't have as much for adults as the show does, but it does have an entire 60s song at the end. Yeah, and also a flashback to the the 80s, which was just hippies. All of it was hippies. Zach, what else came out this week in 2001? Well, what other movies could we have done? We had several options, but I feel like this was a good choice. We had Down to Earth. Um, Chris Rock, he dies, but is given another chance to continue his life in the body of a middle-aged white man. Comedian Chris Rock, though, I think he could make that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he could make that movie work. I don't know, that sounds like a one-way trip to Cancelville. Ah, look, it's not Dave Chappelle, so we're fine. (laughs) That's fair. Dave Chappelle would be like, oh, I'm glad I'm in a body of a man and not a woman, because then I would be trans. (laughs) Oh, no. And everyone would be like, Dave Chappelle, get out of here. Dave Chappelle, why are you just poking the hornet's nest? Shut up. What are you doing? Then J.K. Rowling show. It's just a mess. Yeah, well, you could say that again. Speaking of a mess, Motocross, a Disney Channel movie about a young girl who loves motocross, but her dad disappears. (gasps) Oh, no. That could have been fine, I guess. Nope. (laughs) Incorrect. Uh, The... The Price of Milk. It's very expensive. A New Zealand comedy about a married couple and their 117 cows. That's specific. Very specific. When the wife starts to doubt this magical life will last, she sets up a dangerous test. Oh, New Zealand saw, but it's a rom-com. That sounds like fun. I'll add it to the Patreon list. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love to do every New Zealand comedy that we find. Because they're, they're, they're a funny funny lot down there. They are pretty good. Funny looking. Ah! <laughs> Got them. Got them. They love their sheep, don't they? Uh, what are you trying to say there, Sandra? Nothing. Um, I'm just saying that they're a very important part of the mutton industry as well as, yeah. uh, as the wool industry. <laughs> I hear they like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have family members in New Zealand. It's fine. I can say this. 
Sweet November, Keanu Reeves uh, and uh, Charlie's Theron say they'll date for a short amount of time, then one of them catches the, them feels. Probably. <sighs> Probably. Yep. Uh, it's got 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why that was the one that I looked up, but it was. So there we Woof. go. So not that one. But yeah. So I, I think the New Zealand one could have been good. But this is also a good choice, as it turns out. I didn't think... This one was going to be good. Yes. I thought this was going to be pretty bad, but honestly, I thought it was rather entertaining. Look, after Jacob said, you better do the, the recess movie. Uh, yeah, good call, Jacob. Yeah, good, good call. call, Jacob. You know what? You you win this round, Jacob, but we'll be back. All right, recess. School's out. Released in the cinemas because it is a theatrical Disney movie. It was released in cinemas February 16th in 2001. Weird that it didn't come out at the start of summer. Mm, Yeah, that is weird. This is, it's literally about the summer, you know, so. Yeah, but I guess kids aren't really going to the cinema in the summer, I guess. They're more hanging out with friends, maybe. I feel like they are going to the cinema. I feel like they are. Oh, I don't know. Because the cinema was closed for renovations in the movie. I remember spotting that. Okay. I don't know what to make of that. I was just, that was something I noticed. Uh, For the creatives, it's, yeah, it's based off the Disney Channel TV show. Ran from 97 to 2001. Although there are some TV movies after that that were not made at all by anyone involved in the start of the show. They're just kind of... They they tried to reboot it. It didn't quite work. This movie came out in between season five and season six. So it does feel like the end of the show. It feels like the finale. Yeah. But it's not the finale. Uh, It it came out in between the the last two seasons. Well, there's that whole thing... At the very end, where they're like, I'll get you in the end, though. Don't, we're chums in this movie, but in the show, we're still going to be enemies. It's not going to change the show. <laughs> yeah. It's non-canon. Fuck you. You see this giant button here with the word reset on it? I'm just going to tap that. All right. Don't worry about the contents of this movie. But the movie is, of course, by the original show creators. They came up with the story. So that's Paul Germain and Joe Ansola Bihia. I think that's how you say that name. I'm actually not too sure. Uh, they also worked on Rugrats, uh, which I think makes complete sense. They worked on Hey Arnold, also makes sense, and The Simpsons as well, just to name a few shows. Wow, yeah, wow. That's a lot of good shows. The screenwriter of the movie is Jonathan Greenberg, who is also a writer on Rugrats, as well as Arthur... Are you ready for a hit of nostalgia? And Octonauts and Cyberchase. Cyberchase. You remember Cyberchase? Whoa. No, I don't. You don't <laughs> remember Cyberchase? No, I remember it, but like, do I really remember it? You know what I mean? Oh, that's pretty I deep. I vaguely remember that's it. It's pretty deep, man. But man, Cyberchase. I loved Cyberchase as a child. Yeah. I watched that one all the time. Good show. I liked the parrot from Aladdin discount, you know? And finally, the movie is directed by Chuck Sheets, who did pretty much all of the first few seasons of the uh, of the TV show. He directed a lot of the TV show. He also directed many episodes of The Simpsons. Unfortunately, none of them were in the golden age of The Simpsons, but I looked a few of them up, and they were good episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, there you go. Uh, for the cast, same cast as the TV show. They're all mostly known for their voice work and not like live action stuff or other roles. So we won't really go into who plays them, but we can definitely go through the cast, kind of let everyone know who each member of the crew is. I think that could be fun. The lead is TJ. How would you describe TJ? I would say he's like Bart Simpson from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. 
I describe him as Bart as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say he's a lot like Bart Simpson because he's a troublemaker. Yeah. Um, but he's also uh, different. The Bart Simpson is like he he's got a he's got like he's the a leader, therefore like the ga- of this gang of misfits. Did you get the feeling from the movie that no one else in the school really likes the gang? Um, none of the teachers that's for sure i'd say i'd say the kids are probably um on par i think those like four white girls the definitely ashleys. don't like yeah the ashleys <laughs> they definitely don't like them the uh, i'm so glad one of the episodes of the show i watched featured them quite heavily because they're very funny the ashleys were very funny <laughs> i like them um the bit where they trip over the guards and 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 laugh maniacally was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. This kid's scary. But yeah, no, so he's like if you combined Bart Simpson and Fred from Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. He's the, the leader of the gang. He makes the he calls the shots, but he's also Bart Simpson the troublemaker. Exactly. Getting in trouble. Uh you've got Vince. Now Vince is into sports and that's basically his old character in the movie Mm. he's got more stuff in the show but he's not a huge part of the film gretchen she's a bit of a nerd now you don't like the nerd cliche no what did you think of gretchen (laughs) uh it was in full force and it was dumb but like eh, it was whatever it wasn't too bad and it wasn't like it wasn't like the snot-nosed like really bad version like cartoonishly bad she was just like really smart and loved nerd stuff, and but oh no, she's socially inept. Ha ha. Well, one of the episodes of the TV show I watched was called Lord of the Nerds, in which TJ uh, he breaks his arm, and so he can't go outside during recess. He's forced to go and play with the Pale Kids. Oh, it's a bunch of nerds playing D and D. Everyone's scared of him. That's great. Yeah, look, I mean, the stereotype is overdone, but like, like, I've I've definitely enjoyed the genius kid story before. Yeah, so I thought she was alright. I liked when they hopped into the the scientific place, the 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 science lab, as it were, and she just was like, "Oh yeah, that's a nuclear fusion reactor over there. That's a particle accelerator. <laughs> oh yep." That's the giant satellite over there, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 fair enough. Ashley Spinelli, she's the tomboy who can also fight. Yeah. I think Ashley Spinelli's pretty cool. She reminds me a lot of Parappa the Rapper, that, like, early, I think it was PlayStation video game of the dog that raps. Yeah, She's got the same, like, beanie. And style. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like the tomboy just, like, smacking up the boys, you know? It's a good time. She's good. Uh, Gus, he's the new kid, comes from an army family. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like Gus. He, he's he's the other half of the nerd thing. Oh, yeah, because he's got the glasses. Yeah, because he's, well, he's, like, sort of small and wimpy. So if you can find both the nerd character and the small and wimpy, mm. you would have the really bad stereotype, because it does both. But splitting them up into two characters... More enjoyable, I feel. And finally, there's Mikey, who the Wikipedia describes Mikey as an obese kid who can sing. I don't think he's obese. I mean, he eats a lot, so maybe in real life he would be obese. 
But the way he's designed, he's more tall. He's a friendly giant who enjoys a good snack. Mm. I wouldn't say he's obese. Oh, yes, and his singing voice is Robert Goulet. Uh, the final <laughs> performance from him. He's a popular, like, opera singer. So it was fun. Oh, he was him. fantastic. And for the rest of the cast, there's Principal Prickly. There's Miss Finster. They're both from the TV show. And the villain of the movie is Philium Benedict. Who I... I know for a fact was just made up for this movie yep yep and another character who isn't really in the show at least the 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 actor that plays her isn't is a tj's sister who is voiced by melissa joan hart the only reason i bring her up is because she has been in other notable stuff she's sabrina in sabrina the teenage witch whoa the teenage witch yeah yeah yeah, it's her whoa that's crazy uh, so she's in this. I didn't recognize her from that. Yeah, no, I remember Sabrina the Teenage Witch and watching mm-hmm. that show and thought it was an acid trip. It was a good one. Uh, the reception, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score is 56%, which is low, I think. Mm. Because it's got angry fanboys in it. Because it's not it's not the original vision of the show. Is that why? Yes, correct. Right. I'm surprised it wasn't more 50%, but it was a good movie. So that's that extra 6%. Mm. It's literally just like, I watched the show, I really love the sh- this movie, or I watched the show and I really hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. That was like the two opinions. Yeah, a lot of the reviews at the, at the time were saying that it's not as clever as the TV show. Adults won't get as much out of it, or they won't get as much out of it as well as other like TV shows turned movies at the time, like uh, that Rugrats one, where they go to Paris. That's pretty good as an adult. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like there were still some things to get out of it. Agreed, yeah. Like, again, that whole subplot of the teachers not being bad, or um, some of the quotes... Uh, like like the, the, the old lady teacher uh, to quote, wonder if I could get them tried as adults. That was, mo- yeah. That was a great line. I laughed out loud at that one. Uh, so it cost $23 million. That is a lot. That's a lot of money. Mm. But I mean, look, animation is a lot. And this is a big step up from the TV show in terms of how it looks. So yeah, that, that 3D zoom out and zoom in from from a show that was definitely meant to just be 2D. I was a bit like, oh, this is, they're trying to do something fancy here. You know you're watching a movie that is based off a TV show that's animated when it's got that 3D zoom in. Yeah, Every yeah. single one of them has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were doing tropes, that would be one of them. Exactly. What do you think it made in the worldwide box office? Um, I think it did pretty well. I'd say it did 73. 73. Uh, unfortunately, it made 44.5 million. 44.5? Oh, that's still pretty good. It's still pretty good, but yeah, it's not, um, it's not 46. So usually to, like, with the budget, you want to kind of make double. But it made enough, probably did well on home media, you know, and it didn't come out during the summer. It came out in Feb. Yeah, it came out in Feb, which does sound like they, they shot it in a foot on release. I feel like if this was a summer movie, it might have been more of a, more popular. It is 2001 though, and there's some big summer movies coming up, so. Yeah, so maybe it's better that they didn't. Who maybe, knows? Maybe, who knows. Uh, there's a bunch of taglines. Gonna pick your favourite, give them thumbs up, thumbs down, all the classic things. First tagline is... Saving the world one playground at a time. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, shaky side thumb-ish. That's the one that's on the poster. And the poster's got a different art style to the movie. How about 
Don't mess with recess. Uh, spoilers? Kinda. Uh, another shaky? I don't know, they're not bad, they're just not really enticing either. Mm, well, 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 you might find this third one enticing. Mm. It's not just another day in the park. Thumbs down! <laughs> Thumbs down! Didn't like that. And finally, a movie so big, only a theatre can hold it. <laughs> Which... <laughs> If you had no idea this was based off a TV show, that is a terrible tagline. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's based on a TV show. Oh, I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, really? Yeah, because they're like, this is a TV show, and they're, they're putting it in a theatre. Because we've watched, we've watched TV movies, right? Mm. A movie so small, <laughs> it belongs on your TV. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'd advertise mine. All right, let's go through the uh, let's go through the synopsis. Uh, there's not a whole lot of plot here, so it probably won't take too long. Um, it's got the classic Disney opening thing, except uh, all the kids come out and they play their kazoo along with the tune. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That did happen at the start. I didn't write that down, but yeah. Do you remember kazoos? Pl- that's fun. Yes, I have a kazoo. Not on me at the moment. All I have is a button that says that was easy. Oh. What's the story behind that? Was easy. Why do you have that? So, so when I finish the show, I can go. That was easy. Ah, cool. How much did that cost you? I'm not gonna say. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you should. But it's great. I love this button. It's the easy button. Movie opens with a secret government facility being taken over. <gasps> oh my god! What a dramatic start to what will be a, a very weird shift of tone yeah as as we have these government agents uh bashing in uh these like scientists going we have to cancel we have to shut everything down it's very dramatic and then they're like so what are we gonna do sir and the guy's like we're gonna go to a school (laughs) it's like what 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 yeah because it's Introducing you to the fact that there is a villain. Yeah. What was that facility that they took over? They never really explained it. No. Oh, I guess that's where the satellite was, maybe. It was all the science stuff, you know? Yeah. At the start of the movie, I was like, they really just forced the character to go, hey, we're going to this school <laughs> um, where where our main characters are. I was like, Why? I mean, we find out, I guess. That's a that's a good thing about this. This has some shotguns on the mantelpieces that come back, which I didn't think they'd come back. It does. Like this beginning, that he's just like, this school, we're going there. It does actually come back. They do explain why he picked a random school in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that is a good point. It did do that. Still... Although I guess it is a movie, so you, you want to start off your movie in a very movie way. And this was a very movie yeah. way to start it off with. Very so, dramatic. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And then we see a three D animation of the town yeah. that the show set in, and it looked kind of okay. Yes, I liked when they zoomed in on the kids, and the kids were clearly copy pasted all through mm. throughout the zoom in. And I was like, I, I, uh, well, yep. It's kind of like when the South Park movie did it two years earlier, but they did it as a joke because the animation on that show is meant to be garbage. Yeah. So it was kind of done as a joke, whereas here, it still works. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. I would like how some of the kids are just called by their stereotype. Yeah. Like, 
the Digger Kids, or whatever they're called. They don't have names. No. They're just called the Digger Kids. Yeah. Or the Shifty Drug Kid. Oh, he's great. Or the King, you know. Did you like how it's kind of set up as a prison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're in yeah. school and there's like the prison music playing. It's like an army prison or something. I, I like I like how, because it was the end of school, they were all preparing. So, uh, mm. like, the king, he, he passed down his crown and, and other things, you know? It was good. And Miss Fincer, she's getting up to her old tricks. She's had heaps of ice cream in the school for the whole school year, but she hasn't given them to anyone. So that she can sell it back to the companies and buy more erasers at the end of the school year. Wow, how evil. Um. What did you think, though? Like, having not really seen the TV show, or at least having no memory of it, you're just kind of thrown into this random school. What were your thoughts? And Like, I've seen episodes, but I can't remember them. Like, I remember Randall being a little, little bitch. Fuck you, Randall. Yeah, you, Randall. You hunchback-looking motherfucker. How did uh, that kid end up looking so hunchbacked? <laughs> Weasley. Yeah. A little weasel. Just want to pick him up and boot him across the schoolyard, you know? You do, you do. Not that we're, you know, we're not saying that you should do that. No, no, no. Just say what I would do. Oh, okay. <laughs> you shouldn't do it, but I should do it. Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. Which is booting Randall across the schoolyard because he's a little snitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, he tries to dob in the kids and she's like, nah, we got bigger things. I got all this ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to buy more erasers and chalk. Like, is there is there a supply issue? Do you, do you need more erasers and chalk? I think she just has a thing for for erasers and chalk. Yeah. Maybe she's addicted to eating chalk. Mm. Maybe she's got a chalk addiction. Yeah, maybe. Or just that the movie was like, that sounds like an evil teacher thing to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. It's, pro- it's probably that. Yeah. So TJ and the gang, they steal all the ice cream and give it to the kids. And they've got this like super high tech voice changer. Mm. And they patch into like the school system to tell all the kids that they can eat the ice cream with the voice of the principal. <laughs> and they also say the principal has a saggy bum. <laughs> yep, they do do that. Which is amusing because they say saggy bum, but also yeah. they use this like crane mechanism. Yeah. And they use it twice in the movie to lower themselves into vans mm-hmm. from the, the hatch on top of vans. Which exist in this movie and nowhere else. Yep. In animated worlds, all vans have hatches on them. Yep, up the top, where it would be completely useless. Yeah, well, that's what you open up when you want the birds to poop in your van. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't think of that, yeah. Sandra. You're right. That's what it's for. But also, I like, that was one of the things that was kind of set up. At the start. Yeah. But it's such a random thing that made no sense mm. that I was going to talk about it. And then they did it again. And I'm like, what? What? Mm. <laughs> oh, you're right then. But yeah, they have this voice changer. And I, I like the, the voice changer because he's like, yeah, I have a saggy butt. The voice changer's good. Um, and uh, yeah, all the kids laugh. Yeah. And then the actual principal shows up and is like, hey. No. <laughs> I like Principal Prickly a lot. He's a good character. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I-, I saw one of the episodes of the TV show I saw was when TJ, 
he wins a competition to become principal for a day. So he kind of takes yep. over the school, and Principal Prickly makes him a bit mean. You know what I mean? And he like, and he mm. and he learns a lesson. He was great in that episode. So I was really glad that he's you know a big part of the movie. He's a good character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a he has a whole arc in this movie. Yeah. So and uh, I like it. I like how he's just like really tired. He's just like ah, oh, these goddamn fucking kids. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. We can all relate to that. That's great. It's great. But also, it's revealed the whole reason he got into teaching and became a principal was because he he loved the kids and he thought they should have good education. I was like, oh, that's really, that's real nice. Yeah, it's good. And it's like teaching the kids, hey, be nice to your teachers. Except, except the lunch ladies. Who are only evil. The lunch ladies are only evil. Although they do a bit of like a shotgun on the mantelpiece with them as well. Because they leave uh, the chowder mm, uh, at yeah. the school when they use it later. They do it like an evil thing where they're like, oh, we have all this chowder left. And they're like, leave it on the burning. It'll stay right till September. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the, what the fuck? That's not oh, H&S. <laughs> that's, that's not healthy at all. So, Zach... What time is it? It's summertime. Whoa. It's the vacation. I can't remember any other lyrics from that song from High School Musical 2, but it's a good song. Yeah, they have all the, the like, kids run out. It's that they have, like, a school finish montage, mm. and all the kids run out, and then the teacher's like, stop running in the hallways. It's only... Oh, wait, it's summer vacation. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. go. It's good. It's good. I can relate to this because at the end of, uh, at the start of summer vacation, I work at a grog shop mm. and literal droves of teachers came in <laughs> getting super <laughs> wasted <laughs> and partying. So I was like, oh, wow. That's good. I like that. I know they're teachers because one of them like, we're teachers. We're in charge of your kids. And I was like, this is mildly concerning, almost. <laughs> well, the teachers are getting lit. I love that. Yeah, they were getting wasted. They deserve it, especially after the past two years. Yeah, oh, goodness me. Good on your teachers. What did you think of the kindergartners? We see them in this moment as well. And they're all like, oh, if yeah. you've ever seen the wild thornberries, yeah. there's that wild kid animal. All the kindergartners are that. Yeah, yeah. They're all these just wild kindergartners. They're treated like barbarians or animals or a combination of both. Yeah. I was like, this is a little weird, but also sure. It's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? Why? Why are they like this? I guess they are just a force to be reckoned with. I guess. It's probably an episode of the show. Mm. Anyway... TJ's sad because uh, he's like, great, school's out. We, we got like 10 weeks of just hanging out, going fishing, having fun times with our bicycles because we're kids and it's 2001 and we, we're actually going outside in our bicycles right now. <laughs> I can't even imagine. That's the most unrealistic part of this cartoon film. But, but, oh no, all his friends are going to summer camps. Uh, except Mikey, who is not going on a camp because they don't like the word camp. He's going on an emotional adventure to discover himself. That was a good joke. That was very funny. And adult, very adult humor. I was like, this is, that was one of the first, like, adult focused humor jokes, I think. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it landed quite well. And I, I was quite surprised by it. I thought it was very funny. 
So yeah, he's sad because all his friends are going to camp. It's like sports camp, science camp, the uh, the not a camp for the singer. The singer's retreat. The singer's retreat. The artist's yeah. interpretation of the world as a collective. The army camp, just a whole bunch of camps. Yeah. But TJ's not going. He's sad. He's walking around town. He's like, oh, my friends are going. I'm so sad. I like, I like how he found out on the first day of summer, like, yeah. like at the end of, he just found out that all of his friends are going on camp and they're going tomorrow. Obviously, it's a movie, but like, he just found out. Yeah, he would have known that earlier. Yeah, definitely. And then probably gone on a camp. Yeah. So he gets on his bike. He's riding around town, just being really sad as uh, one is the loneliest number plays the whole soundtrack. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, one is the loneliest number is... I like that's a banger. Yeah, it's an absolute tuna, mate. It's a tuna melt. Mm. Slather it all over my ears. Ears? My, my ears. Oh, no, thank you. Get tuna that. melt in the ears does not sound pleasant at all. Sounds quite bad. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But, yeah, he goes home and his parents are, are the parents. Yep. Got the dad who's just like... Why aren't you working, ten-year-old child? <laughs> and the mum's like, "Oh my god, you're so sad. Maybe you have a fever." Yeah. Oh, sister, be nice to TJ. Yeah, we're introduced to the sister. She's about to get a promotion at work. Good on her. Yeah, she's going to become the assistant manager and get to drive around the mascot car. Yeah. Wow. At a floppy dog. Yeah, floppy dog or whatever it was. Yeah, it's a good name. It's a good name. So he's like, well, I don't belong at home, so I'm going to go out on the road again. And he rides past the school and sees weird green sci-fi lights coming out of the gym. Whoa, that must be aliens and or evil scientists, because those are the only two things that make green flashy lights. Yeah, he does some investigating. And yeah, it's like this giant sci-fi laser beam they're working on in the gym. Yeah. I love how the gym's roof is just automatically retractable. Mm. <laughs> So, so the question is, Sanjo, was that a thing that was there beforehand, or did the scientists put it in? That's the real question. Well, I think the film wants you to think that the scientists put it in, but if you look at the subtext, earlier, huh? <laughs> earlier we saw the, uh, the van had that hole in the roof yep. where the pigeons can poop through. That's true. I think the gym is the same. It's just there. All things in this world have retractable roofs to allow easy pigeon pooping and easy heisting. And easy heisting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give that. What? Don't question it. <laughs> I was about to, but I've, I'm already tired of talking about it. So I'm going to move on without questioning your crazy monkey logic. Crazy monkey logic? Excuse me, chimpanzee at the very least, please. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, so he, TJ's like, I gotta grab the gang together to stop this thing, because he goes around yeah. and he like he tells the his parents, and they think he has a fever. They don't believe him. He tells the cops, and they're the two worst cops in existence. Yeah, because um, they laugh at him, obviously, because yeah. he's like talking about lasers and floating but then later on in the film those same cops hear the story three times yeah and don't investigate anything at all yeah like maybe there's a gas leak and causing mass hysteria probably because the third time is by 
like an adult woman. Mm. Like a lady who works at the school. Yeah, Miss Finster goes to talk to him. At least she's not a child, you know, clearly making it up. Yeah, yeah, no, good point. Although she is being followed around by like an eagle-looking hunchback kid, so maybe she yeah, is a bit... like a golem junior over here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what discredited her. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. He tells the principal, and the principal goes with him. And then, yeah, then the, the principal... Hey, good on the principal for actually going with this shit-stained kid <laughs> who comes up while you're on summer vacation. You finally get to golf with your mates, and this kid, who is the thorn in your side, comes up and is like, Hey, there's aliens at the school. Instead of being like, Go away, I'm golfing. He's like, Alright, let's go check it out. And he gets vaporized. Yes. Because they have that technology, I guess. Yes, but also he... Okay, spoiler alert. He doesn't get vaporized, though. They never explain that. They never explain how this thing works. There's a bunch of stuff that these bad guys have that's only used once, like the Mission Impossible mask as well. Yeah. It's never explained how they have it or how it works. They just got these things. I mean, that that I could at least say that, you know, oh, they just had a really good mask, you know? Sure. On an agent who's really good. But also, how did the principal get vaporized and then just reappear and is not dead? Because I thought he was dead. I'm like, how are they going to explain this? Yeah. And then they just don't. That's the best way of explaining things. Just don't. So yeah, TJ's like, well, the principal's dead, no one believes me, I'm gonna go blackmail my sister to drive me to all the camps and pick all my friends up. The way that he's blackmailing his sister is by threatening to release her diary on the internet, which is the first time we've had a movie this year that has used the internet as a plot point correctly. Ah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Because the previous times it's been, I've just made money on the internet. How? Movie doesn't explain it. But in this one... Well, NFTs, Sandra, <laughs> that's right, NFTs, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but um, why do... Why did people keep diaries? Why do people keep diaries? Do people still keep diaries nowadays? I think diaries are cool. It depends if you're a good writer or not. Mm. <laughs> like, it's good, like, writing practice, I guess. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is good practice. Oh, because there's that whole thing where you could go back and look at what you were writing and mm. be like, okay, I need to change this about myself. I guess that's all right. I guess that's all right. But like, if you have dark, steamy love stories about your boyfriend, you know, like, <laughs> keep better track of it. Don't lose it. Don't yeah. let your little brother get a hold of it. Like, Chuck a lock on that diary. You know? Yeah, don't write those thoughts in the diary. Probably. Write other things. Uh, yeah, one of the quotes from her diary is about her work boyfriend. Uh, it says, I dreamed of Jimmy again. He was rocking me gently, just like how he rocks those greasy, sweaty onion rings at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, steamy. Wow. So there's a montage of all the friends at camp and them being recruited back into the gang to come back to town. I wish mm. there was more of the camp stuff. This is quite a short movie. It could have maybe been 10 minutes longer if there was just more camp stuff. Sure, sure. You know, more of them at camp. Yeah, that they do very abruptly leave the camps. There could have been, like, at the camps, the kids are not enjoying themselves as much as they thought they would. Yeah. You know? And then there's, like, the guy pitching, and he's like, man, I could really pitch better at home and then that mm. that one 
scientist girl, all the people on space camp are just like kids and they're not, re- they don't really care about science where yeah. she's actually caring about science. Yeah. And the person assigned to her doesn't really care about science. She's just there to watch the kids. And so Gretchen ends up actually teaching. Yeah, but none of the kids give a shit. But none of the kids care. And she's like, oh, I'm really sad. They're all picked up, taken back to town, uh, and they decide to stake out the school from TJ's treehouse to see if anything weird goes on. They see the satellite and they're like, we need to do something about this. Then on the stakeout, they eat ice cream and talk about all the fun things they used to do and are like, wait a minute, we're getting older. Mm. As children, our time here is finite. And I was like, kids don't think about that. I think maybe if you're like... 14, 15, you're thinking about that a little bit. But they're like 10, right? They're so, 10, yeah. And then um, then they sing about uh, John Jacob Jilheimer Schmidt. Oh, I love that song. I, uh, I haven't heard it that much. You haven't, really? That I only was... really heard it recently. Okay, yeah, I've, that was a big... Uh, I used to go on, like, kind of summer camps, but they were only, like, a week. But on those camps, that song, massive, you know? You gather around the campfire... Sing this dumb song doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I know, I've never sung that song before, so there you go. Well, you can right now. I won't join you, but you can if you want. I won't. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> Great. I don't know the lyrics, I don't know the words, I know the the uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, that's mm-hmm. about it, and you know what? I think we're going to leave it at that. All right, we're just going to move on, are you sure? Yep, uh, I am not going to sing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. This song can only end shit. Ah, oh, I remember those lyrics. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Yeah, the secret agent goes out and pretends to be the the principal guy. Mm. Um, subcontext. He goes and fucks his the principal's wife. He does. Yeah, yep, he does. There is a line of dialogue directly hinting towards that happening, and um. <laughs> When the principal is back with his wife, do they talk about it? Mm. What happened there? Did this cause a divorce? Yeah, or, or or do they become more of an open relationship? Maybe that. Maybe she got pregnant. She got pregnant with this random goon's kid, you know? Mm. Although I think the principal's meant to be like 70, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> Um, the kids break into the school to try and rescue the principal because they discover he, uh, he's still alive. Yeah. They discover his, like, golf shorts. Yes, in the bin. And there's something in them saying, help me, like a piece of paper. Yeah, so they're like, oh man, he's, he's still alive. So they break in to try and save him. Meanwhile, the, the, the rat kid. Rat kid. The, the weasel boy. Ratty Randall. He uh he he goes to the the mean teacher and is like, "Hey, they're breaking into the school. Let's get them." And she runs out and gets the Miss Finster. Great character, great design. I like when they see her young and she just has the same raspy <laughs> smoker's voice as as a as a really young adult. Is the, the 60s man, a lot of drugs. Yeah, was she just a heavy drug addict yeah. and got like a super raspy voice? Yeah, that's definitely what happened, 100%. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, she runs to the school, sees them breaking in and says the line you mentioned earlier, I wonder if I can I wonder if I could try them as adults. And then the teacher tries to break in to catch them, but 
she like climbs up a rope, then it breaks, and then she tries to um to squeeze down into the cellar, but she gets stuck and says, "Curse these bodacious hips of mine." <laughs> Which is great. was was very funny. Good quote, very enjoyable. That's um, the thing with this movie; it's not super funny, but when it is funny, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's very, very well written. The kids are sneaking around the school. They come across the laser. Yeah, they're doing an- another laser test, and they see that the laser is aimed at the moon. And they're like, "What's a, what's that?" Yeah, and then we get to see the bad guy. What was the bad guy's name? Uh, Philium Benedict. Yeah, good old, good old Phil. Phil's, um, Phil's like, hey, get this working or I'll send you to detention. That was pretty funny. I liked how he sent the lead scientist to detention. And the scientist yeah, and- is like, not detention. No! <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. And we never see him again. No, he's dead. I'm presuming that scientist died in detention. Yeah. It's pure boredom. He's still there to this day. Some say that if you walk the the halls of detention, you can still hear him crying. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they also find out that the bad guy, Phil, he was the principal of the school years ago. Yeah, the scientists are like, can we go somewhere else that's like a good location for this? No, fuck you. We're doing it fucking here. I was a principal here. And it was like, oh, that's why he's doing it here. But then Mikey, he lets out a big burp. Yep, because he's a fat kid. Yeah. And so they're found, they're chased out of the school by random goons and ninjas just show up and chase them. Why? (laughs) They had never explained why there's ninjas here. I don't know, but I love it. I love when one of them says, let me go, you ninjas. I warn you, I have a black belt in origami. Yeah, that was that was TJ. That Good was old TJ. TJ. That was a classic yeah, joke. Yeah, I like I like when uh, the tomboy uh, Spinelli. Spinelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinelli. She says, "Get off our planet, alien scum!" And then, and then like headbutts a guy in the groin. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's a good little action scene. And uh, yeah, they're chased out of the school. Uh, aside from TJ, who gets captured and thrown in with the principal. Yeah, and then uh, we get some exposition flashback as to why this bad guy is the bad guy. And a bit of, a bit of lore on the teacher. This is such a good scene. This is so funny. It's immediately like the 60s, and you can tell it's the 60s because there's peace signs everywhere. Yeah. Everything's tie-dyed, it's all psychedelic, and everyone's talking like, yo, that's totally yeah, psychedelic Principalia, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. But it's just the same school that they're in, but it's psychedelic colored. Psychedelic school. Yeah, yeah. And we see the young principal. He's hip and cool. He's like a chill dude. Yeah. And... And we see the old lady teacher, except she still has the old lady voice, but she's young and hip, and she's like, oh, yeah, we gotta go uh, paint up my car. Yeah. Presumably psychedelic We're gonna cults. go uh, paint my Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was a Volkswagen. That's good. Uh, principal Phil, he's the youngest principal. Ever. Yeah, yeah. He gets appointed as the youngest principal ever, and he's like a super cool dude. He's such a cool All the principal. ladies <laughs> like him. Um, and, but he only cares about style. Yeah. Uh, and he says that he's going to get rid of recess. Yeah, they go. So him and the uh, Mr. Prickly 
um, are best friends. Mm. And they go up to the principal's office and they cr- crash on the, the bean bags. They crack open a cold one as well. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not chill at all. I'm actually evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all that hippie stuff's good for picking up chicks. But actually, I don't believe in any of it, and I'm actually evil. And then the other guy's like, no, you can't get rid of recess. It's necessary for kids to get out all their energy and steam. Yeah, but feels like, nah, none of that. I'm getting rid of recess. Yeah. And then the superintendent comes up and is like, you're not, though. You're fired, Prickly's the principal now. (sighs) How could you do this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Who let you in? Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was your teacher friend. By the way, I'm going to promote him to your job. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you. Feels like I will get my revenge one day. Miss Finster, surely you will side with me. And she says... I could never be with a man who doesn't love recess. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because she loves recess because she doesn't have to deal with the kids. Exactly. Because she hates them. Even when she was young and cool, she also still hated the kids then. That's in my camp. She hates them. She hates all kids. So that is the reason why Phil's doing what he's doing. We get a quote from TJ where he's like, So that guy's some weirdo teacher who wants to get rid of recess? Okay. This time, it's personal. <laughs> yeah, uh, this time is it? personal. It's not really. No. I mean, I guess they want to get rid of recess, and he loves recess, but it's yeah. not really that personal. It's a good quote, though. And then the bad guy's plan is revealed. Mm, yes. He takes them into the um the room, and he explains what he's doing. The big old evil man speech. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I am fucking crazy. I wrote on the walls over there yeah. um, for some reason. But also, my idea is I will change the orbit of the moon <laughs> so that there is, in fact, no summer whatsoever. It's just cold. And therefore, there won't be a summer break because it's too cold. It's too cold. And therefore, we will all still go to school, and therefore our grades will be better. Yeah, because his reasoning is the countries with the best uh, scores, the best school scores are Canada, uh, Norway, and Greenland. All very cold places. Mm. <laughs> Which doesn't... That's not why. <laughs> like, maybe yeah, it's because they've got good education systems? I don't know. Yeah, and also they definitely have summer recess. Like they have, yeah. they have, they have a summer break. It doesn't have to be warm to be summer break. Like if he if he changed the moon and made it so it was cold all the time, there would still be a summer break. There would be. Yeah, it would just be cold. It'd be a winter break. This movie is definitely you know it's not as clever as the TV show. It's not as funny as the mm. TV show. It's not as satirical or as enjoyable for adults as the TV show. But that bad guy's plan is genuinely hilarious, and I yeah, absolutely yeah. love the reveal. It's very funny. Well, he's also crazy. Like he's actually canon movie crazy because he wrote on the wall. Mm. I hate. I like. I hate recess. I hate vacation or whatever. You know. But also, even if he changed the orbit of the move, he was just moving it. Wouldn't it wouldn't it just be summer when it was winter and winter when it was summer? Yeah, it wouldn't freeze the whole planet. I don't know. Maybe maybe it would. Maybe it'd fuck everything up, but yeah. 
It's a good point. Anyway, uh, don't want to criticize this plan anymore. I'm sure it's a great plan. It's a good point. You made a good point. So uh, then TJ, he gets a walkie-talkie. He lets the rest of his friends know, hey, this is what's going on. You probably want to get some reinforcements. So they go off and they get all the rest of the school, everyone from all the camps. And they're all on board. They have no arguments. They're on board. I mean, they're they're definitely a bit disorganized, but luckily Gus comes in with his military training. Hmm. And then uh, riles them up into an army to be reckoned with. Yes. Um, and, and they launch their offensive on the school, just as TJ and Prickly are, uh, are, are finding a way to escape. Yeah. I loved how it starts with, again, shotgun on the mantelpiece. Mikey, he sings outside the school to draw the guards over to come and see what he's singing about. And the uh, the... Digger kids have dug a massive hole, so all the guards then fall into the hole. Yeah. So, yeah, they invade the school. They bash up all the guards and the ninjas through harmless pranks. The four white girls knock over some guys and, like, cover them in a net and then go, Ooh, scandalous! (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. So scary. That's terrifying. Uh, TJ and Prickly, they get the chowder from the cafeteria and mm. pour it all over uh, one of the bad guys. The bad guy that uh, that may have had intimate relations with Prickly's wife. Yeah. The- um, covered in moldy chowder, I presume. Disgusting. And they all then run to the gymnasium. To quote the, the movie, again, a great quote. I loved it. Uh, they're all like, all right, the only place left to go is the gymnasium. We're going to go stop the bad guy. Quick, to the auditorium. And no running in the halls. Ha <laughs> ha, because it's Mr. Prickly and he's like, no running in the halls. It's good, it's good. It's funny. Yeah, they get into the gymnasium. The laser has gone off. They're going to change the moon. So they've only got a short amount of time to, to stop it. Mm, yes, but they can't beat these big old adults. There's loads of them here and they're... How are they going to defeat them? The only thing that could possibly defeat an adult would be another adult, but they're just kids. Yeah. How what are they, they going to yeah. do, Sandro? What are they going to do? Well, from the top of the school, from the window that you open to let the pigeon poop in, comes Miss Finster and all the teachers. Oh, my God, the teachers are here to save the day. They grapple down. We saw them in the flashback when they were young, and now they know kung fu. And they, they fight the ninjas. And boxing. Yeah. Oh, wait, I just realized early on that the old lady mm. uh, teacher is practicing boxing in her house. Oh, yeah. And then she comes back and does it. There's so much shotgun on the mantelpiece. It's almost like this is a well-written kids movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just like a throwaway joke because she's like a tough teacher. Yeah. So so this is old lady boxing. But no, she actually uses the boxing here. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's a good point. And she like punches out the, the, the tough guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a great action scene. I think it could have been better, but it's still pretty... Like it, oh, it was all right. It gets the job done. I liked the... Prickly, Mr. Mr. Prickly, he goes over to Phil and is like, you can't do this, whatever. Mm. And the guy's like, ah, you can't stop me this time. I'm going to win this time and you're going to lose. And he's like, hey, you have a stain on your tie. And the guy's like, huh? And then he like smacks him in the face. But oh no, the laser's still going to go off. They've they've punched out all the adults, but the laser's still going to go off. So TJ gets that baseball and he throws it at the laser and it explodes. Well, no, 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 no. No, TJ doesn't throw it. He gives it to the sports kid. 
he gives it to Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he hasn't done anything in this film, son. Because Vince is the most pointless character in the whole film. He's got to have something to do. Yeah. Well, this was the most important thing in the film because he throws it at the target, but he doesn't do what the other people would said to do, which was to just throw it. He actually aims. Mm. And then he throws it and he hits the, the super mega laser and it deactivates. It explodes, but only the machine explodes, not the gymnasium itself. Yes, otherwise that would kill the teachers and the kids, which would be pretty tragic. That was a close one. It's like the school is explosion proof. Well, I mean, they have to deal with, like, kids and those, like, toddlers. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> it's toddler-proof. Yeah, the, those ravenous toddlers. I mean, so, like, I'm pretty sure you would have to make a school explosion-proof, especially when, like, kids are actively building catapults to yeah. launch ice cream and, like, yeah. digging pits that, like, can trap full-on adults. I would make my school, especially the gymnasium, explosion-proof. You would, you would. So that's it. They won. Yeah. Uh, I guess the bad guys are all put in jail or something, because that's how kid movies usually end. Yeah, we see the parents are like, wow, the the sister got promoted at the hot dog stand, and TJ saved the world. (laughs) What do you mean? Those are not equal feats. (laughs) But comedy. It's funny. Also, you know that TJ saved the world? Yeah, I guess it's public knowledge. Yeah, so is that going to come back in an episode? Nope. This should have been the finale. This should have been the yeah. finale of the, the the TV show, wrap it up with a movie, because, yeah, they, there's no way they could have topped that in season six. And, yeah, the gang all decide to skip camp and just hang out, because there's going to be more time for learning how to be adults in the future. Yeah. It's nice. And then we get Green Tambourine. Oh, Oh, well, at first we get TJ and Prickly. They have quite a nice moment. Oh, right. Yeah, there's that little end bit. I forgot about that end bit where, like, Mr. Prickly and TJ, they have a conversation. It's like, well, see you after summer. It's Mm. like, yeah, we learned a lot about each other. And you know what? I respect you, Mr. Prickly. And he's like, yeah, you taught me to be, to remember why I became a teacher. And, you know, that was for the kids and stuff. Yeah, go think of the kids. You get out there, TJ. You enjoy summer. That's what it's all about. It's yeah, a yeah, nice yeah. day outside. You hang out with your friends. And then TJ runs off. And Mr. Prickly, he pulls up, like, a peace sign out of his drawer. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember. Good old days. He likes a fat joint. <laughs> yeah, he remembers doing weed yeah. in the back of his... His, um... his Volkswagen. Yeah. He goes to a swingers party. Yeah, and then it zooms out in 3D again to end the movie. And then we get a psychedelic 60s credits. Yeah. Which is, kids will not get any of that, but I love that that's how the movie ends. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I feel like the kids would be it would enjoy the, the visuals. Yeah, but I enjoyed... The visuals and the song, the Green Tambourine song, really good. Yeah. Super trippy. I like how all the casts, like all the main kids are also in like hippie gear as well all of a sudden. Yeah. Great credits. And that is Recess School's Out. That's the movie. Yeah. Comes into a tight 80 minutes. Uh, and I think it's really good. Yeah, like, compared to the TV show, it's not saying anything, but it doesn't need to. It's just a piece of entertainment. I think it's a lot of fun. And I would give this a goodie. Uh, if you enjoyed the TV show Recess when you were a kid, if you have fun memories of the movie, it it holds up. Go back to it. Check it out. Yeah. Relive your childhood. It's on Disney Plus. 
Well, well, if you know someone young, show them the movie. Yeah, oh, they'll love it's it. Good for kids. As I, as I said, I really like animated films that like put things in for the adults because mm. it's not just kids that have to watch this. It's the adults that have to watch it a hundred thousand times because their child won't shut up about Frozen yeah. and has to <laughs> has to have it on twenty four seven. Otherwise, they scream. You know, you have to make these jokes and other things like. For the adults, so that the adults can also enjoy it as well. Can make it enjoyable for everyone, and and the kids will just love it. Yeah, and we've gotten really good kids stuff. I yeah. mean, it's this and Xenon mainly. They're two things for kids that I think adults can get a lot out of. Definitely more with this than Xenon. But you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And I think they've been like the best movies we've watched this year so far have just been kids. Well, The Goddess of nineteen sixty seven is my favorite, and kids should not watch that. No, no. But, uh, like, what movies have we watched? We've watched The Goddess of 1967, which was very good. It's very good, but that's for adults. And then we've watched Xenon. You watched the second Xenon, and actually the first Xenon was a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Xenon was on par with this one. Well, 2001 is going to be a year of most... Like, we're doing a lot of kid stuff this year, probably, because a lot of kid stuff came out, and so... So far, so good. So far, so good. So, yeah, you're giving it a goodie, then? Yeah, I think I'll give it a goodie. Oh, yeah, it was a good film. And in a year or so, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Yeah. Not instantly, because it's a child's film, and they can become grading quite easily, but... Just watch the TV show. Yeah. Oh, I should watch the TV show, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, two goodies for recess. School's out. Now it's time to completely ruin this franchise forever and cross it over with some other movies that we've covered. Oh, no. Here we go. Crossover segment where I've got a random number generator. Between 1 and 162, the number it generates, we will make a crossover between recess and whatever movie we covered on that episode number. This is... I'm worried about this one. <laughs> uh, why? We mainly do adult movies, scary, action, comedies, you know. I feel like this could be fun. 123. 123, oh, that's pretty recent. That was, um, was that, was that last year? I think that was last year. Well, it's definitely not this year, that's for sure. Yeah, it was last year, 1987. Uh, really going to stretch our memories on this one. One of, the, one of the more forgettable films we did last year, Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit. It was the guy, John Cusack, he's in school or something. His girlfriend goes on a vacation and he tries to catch up with her. And he's like going through the Caribbean jungle and stuff, trying to catch up with his girlfriend. But stuff keeps happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps going. He tries to get to the uh, to the island. And then his parents and girlfriend are being kidnapped by pirates. Mm-hmm. And so he has to he has to save them. Not a great movie, but it wasn't bad. Uh, no. But it was, like, very forgettable, so I can't remember too many exact details about it. Oh, I can. I think I can remember it. Okay, because I, I, I'm completely out of ideas as to how to start this pitch, so what's oh, your well, first I, thoughts? I've got an idea. So right. here's the situation. So the kids 
Um, are it's it's uh, summer, right? Yep. Yeah, the school's out. So now what they're going to do is they're all going to go on holiday. They're all going to go on holidays with their families. But uh-oh, guess what, Sandro? They're all going on their separate holidays. Oh, they're going on separate holidays. One of them's going on a holiday to... A baseball place. A baseball place? That was the best you could come up with? One of them's going on a holiday to the the grand tournament of children wrestling. Mm-hmm. Children? Why couldn't she just go to, like, the WWE to watch actual wrestlers? Because uh, then we'd have to cast Hulk Hogan and stuff, and it'd be awkward because, you know, he's no, racist. No, that's the, that's the best thing. <laughs> because we're still... Wait, when was Hulk Hogan revealed to be a racist? Um... Let me go on Hulk Hogan's Wikipedia page and see exactly when we can have him in the thing without it being an issue. Uh, without him being racist. Well, we could just have The Rock, right? The Rock, 2005, just after Mummy Returns. Everyone knows who he yeah. is. Let's do it. The Rock. And we're an animated film. I'm just saying, The Rock's had an 100% canon, fantastic career with animation. All right. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. So the, we've got a guest starring from The Rock. Yeah. Because... And the uh, and like uh, she she's like gets a random lucky number and she's like allows to get into the ring I like with that. one of the wrestlers and yeah. then she beats up the Rock and the Rock's like ah, I'm just putting it all on for show ha ah, ha ow <laughs> please get her away from me <laughs> so they're all out on random vacations maybe the sister TJ's sister gets kidnapped by pirates. All their family members get kidnapped uh, by pirates. Yes, all the, all their family members get kidnapped by, which means that they're all. Let's say they're all on holiday in like the Caribbean islands. Yeah, but they're all on different islands. Yeah, so it's the same pirates, and they're all kind of in the same area. Yeah, I wasn't sure how I was going to connect all the pirates. Maybe they're just going around kidnapping families. Oh, in Hot Pursuit, there was that pirate captain. The drunk guy. Yeah. <gasps> He's now old and is that drunken dude Yeah, now. so now John Cusack is the old drunk guy and all the kids have to go. Is it animated? It's animated, right? Yeah, it's, this is definitely animated. This is a weird crossover. Well, how, how do you, how do you, are you, do you really want to bring these kids to live action? We, well, I was going to say we do a hybrid. Let's not do a hybrid. John Cusack is an old man and he's animated. To get their parents back, they have to catch a ride with John Cusack, who's now this sailor guy around the islands, quite drunk. Yeah, yeah, he's a crazy guy because no one believes him that the pirates are going around kidnapping people. It's like, but I remember when I was a kid, this happened exactly to me. Uh, My parents were kidnapped and we need to go save them. And then these kids come and they're like, oh man, no one believe they they go to the police station and there's two generic cops and none of them believes that their parents have been kidnapped by Jack Sparrow, the famous actor Johnny Depp. Uh, how do we work in Prickly and Finster? They need to be in there. Maybe Prickly's well, on a Well, they're on holiday as well. <laughs> yeah. they, no, no, no. They're absolutely like on a cruise. They're like lazing on the beach and they're like, ah. Oh, Thank goodness, away from all those kids. Then the families arrive with the kids, and it's like, oh, Mr. Prickly, I didn't know you were going to be here as well. Isn't this summer vacation great? And he's like, oh my god, I want to fucking die. It's happened again. Great. I think that's actually a pretty good movie. Kind of feels like a Peanuts movie. 
Ginnar? You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then they have to they have to team up and they have to they they do like comical ways of yeah. rescuing their families. Killing the pirates. Whoa. I I mean knocking them out. Yeah, yeah, knocking them out. Into shark infested water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alright, well there we go. That is uh that movie done right there. Moving on to the next segment. This one will be very interesting. It's time for River 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 Rotten Reviews. Oh this no. This is part of the show where I, I get I get bad reviews Stinky. from the worst place. Uh from the worst people, not the reviewers, because they're all great. Everyone knows it. Um it's it's from the, the horrible, disgusting cesspool that is the audience reviews. Wow, you've really turned against them this week. Yeah. Just... Usually you're like hyping up the audience, but this week you're like, I hate them all. I just mixed it up. Oh, <laughs> okay. It was a creative decision. <laughs> yeah. It was not that most of the reviews were pretty polarized this week. Ah, I do like the polar. Me too. Ice caps. No. I'm melting. <laughs> no. I said me too way too quickly. No. You can't like it melting, Sandro. Why not? Oh, dear. I love seeing the world do the opposite of burn. <laughs> no, that would be freezing, right? I think I would prefer an ice age over than everyone catching fire. I think another ice age would be Agreed. Fun. Definitely. I wouldn't mind another ice age, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the new ice age did just come out, and apparently it's not very good. They uh, returned to the world of the dinosaurs. Oh, uh, well, I thought that was okay, actually, the first dinosaur one. It was, it was a weird. It was a weird way to go, but I like adding dinosaurs. It was probably the last good one. Plus that crazy, the crazy dinosaur hunter guy. That was a good, that was a good addition as of a character. Because usually in those movies, they add a character and it's really bad. Mm. That one, pretty good. I said she's had a pretty good record on that front, but yeah. So, uh, I get audience reviews from Rotten Tomatoes about the movie we watched. I will tell Sandro the review and he has to guess the score they rated it. Yes. So, so the scores go between 0.5 and 5. Stuart, Stuart Little, um, he says, This movie hits its target. 7.2 out of 10, comma, B minus. Oh, I love it when they bring their own rating system to a yeah. site that already has its own rating system. This film hits its target. What's the target? Expand on that, Stuart. Says 7.2. Out of 10, or a B minus. That's its target. It's got to be 3.5. If it isn't 3.5, I'll be mad. Well, Sandro, I hate to break it to you, but you're correct, of yes. course. It's 3.5, obviously. <sighs> oh, I thought I would have to throw a tantrum then for a second, but you saved me by saying it was the wrong yeah. one. I would have had to send you to detention. I know. Um, Tiffany says... Ha ha ha! That was great when I was a kid. The lol. That's uh, one of those ones. Um, lol. Not saying it's great now, though, Tiffany. No, but she did say it was great when she was a kid. If it's a lol, if you're putting a lol in your review and it's non-ironic, you're only rating this five stars. So it's five stars from Tiffany. It's three point five oh, again. Another three point five. Yep. Courtney says the TV show was way better. Two point five. Ah, uh, no, it's one out of five. Very negative. All right. Yeah. 
The next one uh, you might like better. Uh, Erica says, this is better than the TV show. Why is it better, Erica? Tell me why. <laughs> Four out of five. Ah, the duality of reviews. This t- <laughs> the TV show was way better, or this is better than the TV show. This is better than the TV show. I'll go four out of five. It's five out of five. Of course it is. All right. Adam says, I had to watch this about three times in a week with my friend's son. What? Were you babysitting? (laughs) I hope so. Or else why would you watch this movie three times in a week with your friend's son? To entertain the son. Make sure he's not causing trouble. You're a pretty good friend if if you're watching this with your friend's son. Yeah. Just saying. Um, I don't know. Three. It's 0.5. Of course it is. Okay. You have to watch it three times in a week. He's sick of it. Three times in a week is a lot, actually. I don't even watch one movie twice in a week. No. Why would you? That makes no sense. Just watch new things all the time. Oh, actually, I watched Godzilla. The one with the the new mechanical Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong. I watched that within a week of each other. Oh, yeah, you did see that twice in a week. That's right. Yeah. We reviewed that one on Patreon, I think, actually. <gasps> Wait, we, you can check out that review on Patreon? You can pay $5 to check out that review and my full thoughts on why I think the second Godzilla is the best movie? Uh, you're wrong about that, but you can check that out, yes. I think I was correct. Thank you I very much. I think you're wrong. Um, I saw that Mortal Kombat is on Netflix and I was tempted to rewatch it, uh, but I haven't, but... If you're in Australia and you watch Netflix, Mortal Kombat, we also review that on Patreon. So much content on Patreon. Wow. And it's only $5? I know. That's crazy. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Craig says, (laughs) My grandma wanted to see this for some reason. Lol. Oh, well. I love me some recess. Cool. Yeah, your grandma's getting around some recess. Good on her. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like this appeals to grandmas because they were alive when they were hippies. During the 60s. And doing drugs. This film does a great job of just capturing every audience. Young kids, yeah. adults, grandparents. Good work. Not that grandparents aren't adults. I don't know why I separated <laughs> yeah, the two. Yeah. Well, no, they, they never got to adulthood because they skipped that because of all the drugs. Ah, they just kind, the of, they kind of... They was a, it, was a, it was a drug haze. Yeah. They don't remember adulthood. Uh, I forgot the review, but I don't care. It was something about grandparents. I'll give it five out of five. It's three out of five. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> The last review, the review isn't good, but the username was incredible. So, are you ready? (laughs) That warrants it being added, I guess. Let's go. Jonathan loves his ickle babies, says, (laughs) love it. Love it. But it's L-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-
Uh, if you like the show, uh, <laughs> good on you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, we plugged we plugged stuff enough. I mean, we have Facebooks. There's no point in plugging Patreon because we've done it. <laughs> yeah, so many yeah, we times. plugged it so much today. Uh, we we have some Facebooks, we have yep. Instagrams, we yep. have other things. Check us out. Thanks to Josh Cake for the theme song. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. What a great theme song. Yeah. And finally, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, we'd very much appreciate a review. If you could just chuck us a little review, very much would appreciate it. Helps the show out greatly. That's that's everything, yeah, because we've plugged Patreon way too much during this episode. Now, Sandro. Yes. It is time for me to pick a movie. Oh, you re- Oh, usually I have to tell you it's time to pick a movie. You really want to pick yeah, a movie this yeah, week. You're excited. Yeah, I I flipped the script again. I'm doing a, I'm doing a lot of those just to freshen things up. I wonder if it's because you kind of like are you getting the like some energy from me right now. Mm. Some energy that's like next week's going to be a excited. good one. I'm getting excited. I'm feeling your your chakras right now, mm. um, uh, like as if we were in the '60s doing yeah. heroin yeah. and other opioids. I'm I'm feeling excited right You're now. You're feeling excited, elated well, on cloud nine. You should feel excited because uh, these are some good ch- choices. I'm glad that you're kind of picking up on what I'm putting down. And by putting down, I mean my chakras. I'm putting them down, dropping them low. Keep your chakras to yourself, please. (laughs) Um, And just tell me what movies I have to choose from this week. Well, the movies that came out next week in 2001 are 3,000 Miles to Graceland. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Okay, what's that about? It's a dark comedy action film about a plot to rob a casino. During a convention of Elvis impersonators. <laughs> that would take an unexpected twist. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, you know, you know what they do in that? They all dress up as Elvises, obviously, so yeah. they can just leave in the Elvis convention. That's very dumb. Bit of a dumb heist movie. Uh, last Resort, a young Russian woman and her son try to immigrate to Britain. Okay. Bit of a drama. And finally, Monkey Bone... Oh, monkey bone. Brandon Fraser (gasps) is a cartoonist who becomes trapped in a nightmarish world filled with his own cartoon creations. What? Everyone's favourite Brandon Fraser, not in the Mummy series? Mm, We did a few movies with him in uh, our first year, covering 94. That's true. Ages ago, centuries ago, bajillion years. Hey, wow, that's so relevant because he started doing acting jobs again <gasps> i love brendan fraser well i guess you're picking monkey bone then <laughs> yeah no look three thousand miles to graceland does actually sound pretty great i'll put it on the list of action movies for patreon action or comedy i think it's more action heist it is a comedy okay, okay. but uh yeah it's a black comedy action yeah yeah and then uh and then monkey bones oh we're gonna do monkey bone Go monkey bone. Monkey bone. That sounds so silly. Uh, next week we'll do that. Right now, wrap it up with the best quote from Recess Schools Out. There's a lot of good ones. There are some good ones. The, I obviously my two favorites are Wonder if I could get them tried as an adult and curse these bootylicious hips. But there's one I didn't mention, mm. which was um, after he gets kicked out of the police station, he says, uh, "TJ says." I'm a be a taxpayer someday. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, which was very funny. I liked that. I like that. That was a good one. 
My favorite one is Psychedelic Principalia, bro. Bro. Hey. <laughs> 60s, man. Uh, Radical. Let me just uh, get a belt and we can inject some Volkswagen into our veins, bro. Yeah. yeah. The Vietnam War was a failure. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> they weren't really saying bro back then. It was more like... Uh, Fam? Dude. Dude. Although that's more 80s, but I think they started saying dude. I feel like they did. A lot. Sir, dude. Sir, dude.